So, <clears throat> some interesting considerations that we're being presented with on more than just an intellectual level. And that um, consideration is uh, the influence of alchemy and the kind of work that we're doing. So, it's being presented more, more than just a intellectual consideration like at a talk or something because what's really happening is um, we're being offered an alchemical experience as a, um, as a necessity for our consideration of work. And so what the way that that is is like it's brought to us not like a, um, not like something to think about being offered, and not only that required to pay for extra, um, this alchemical um, substance that is being called a golden elixir, elixir door. Can I interrupt you? You're talking to yourself, or did you no. already start? We started at 9.15. It's 9.15 exactly in the other. Mm -hmm. So if you want, I mean, I, I can also go, like Andrea. It just, I mean, really, we did the dishes and um, come here and you're talking already. It's exactly 9.15. So um, for me, it's like really, it's not an invitation to stay here. I would like to do the same thing that Andrea did and not doing it and just more confrontative and saying, why are you doing that? I mean why you're doing this. You're here alone sitting and it's 9.15 exactly and you start to talk. How do you think that is for me? Before we, before we come, it's 9.15 exactly. Yeah. The teaching meeting does not start when people come. The teaching meeting starts at 9.15. It was exactly 9.15. Right. Yeah, I, I, I just want to wanna, wanna ask you why, why I mean, we're, we're only a few people here and why you're doing those things. I mean, you know that we must know that it's really not relational at all, and that it really, I mean, that it really bothers people. Well, I'm glad. This isn't about, this isn't about that. Yeah, I know, it's not about that. I hope we, I hope we never forget in our entire lives this mm. experience. But I, I, was, I was already in the kitchen thinking that something like that would happen. So I'm kind of really like laughing internally that exactly this happened. And, uh, I mean... Well, everyone has that eccentricity. Anything else about that? Okay, so we're 
we're talking about is alchemy. Okay, we're talking about the fact that we've had this alchemy thing as an intellectual consideration for years. And he has referred to himself as an alchemist in public. calls himself an alchemist. <coughs> and um, something, something different is happening about that right now, which is that we're being called to a different level of engagement of this consideration of alchemy. And because we're actually being given an alchemically power, powerful substance or an alchemically empowered substance that we're invited to ingest physically into our body and um, that is to, you know, the, the reason that we're being given that is so that because it causes an effect on our subtle bodies at various different levels in that that forces us into a different relationship to alchemy rather than just an intellectual consideration about it. We're actually becoming the subjects of alchemical experimentation. So I wanted to um, bring this to our attention and start to investigate what that means that we're now not only being called to consider with our mind or our intellect what alchemy is or how it how it functions or what it might be, but actually to begin putting ourselves into alchemical experiments as the subject of the experiment. So, but, um, but like what does it, like first of all, I want to just kind of back off a little bit and start going, okay, what has Lee told us about alchemy? What, what is alchemy? Why does Lee have that as a consideration? Why is that component of our school, what, what does it mean, How, what does it imply, and what does it include in terms of our work and our presence in the school. So um, I'd like if people could, different, different ones of us have been at different talks with me and have read different books that Lee has been writing <coughs> or recommended that we do. <coughs> and so um, <coughs> I'm inviting people to share a little bit about so far their experience of what what you've read about alchemy, what you've learned about alchemy, what you've heard Lee talk about alchemy, and as a way of us entering this kind of experiment together as, a, um, as an alchemical experiment. The reason that I'm proposing this is because um, the effect of the alchemical substance is subtle. And we know that there is a, a force that is more powerful than, than alchemy uh, that can actually counteract the forces of the influence, and that is our ego, that is our, um, you know, our mind. That, that thing called free will, free choice, has a power that's greater than the influence and can actually block the influence from coming. So if, if we don't um, sort of make an agreement with ourselves to have ego choose the results of the alchemical uh, experiment, I think that it, will, it can and most likely will be blocked by our mind and our ego. So um, to make 
to take most advantage or make best use of the experiment that he's inviting us to, into, we have to um, actually kind of choose the result. We have to choose the, the willingness. We have to have some kind of willingness to receive the result of that experiment. So could people um, talk about any anything you've heard or that you've learned from Lee or read from his books or something about alchemy, about what that means and what it could mean for us? What, what comes to my mind is uh, just lately I read something where he, I can't, I can't say where I read, but it was in his, in his, in his books. Um, of the work and including of course the, the subtle I think he talked about the meditation what meditation actually can can cause or, or does with us uh, so it, it, it's kind of it's, it kind of reconnects us with, the, with our true Buddha nature with our true nature and uh, and he said that we that it, it influences generations ahead, generations ahead, or generations after us. So it's, it's so strong, it's so subtle, but at the same time, it's so strong that the influence goes far beyond our, our personal lives and our, the time where, of our lives where we can actually practice. So it goes much, much further. So that's something which goes into the future. <laughs> and um, before actually before I read that I, I I connected alchemy always with something maybe which 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 goes more into the past or which more comes from the past but that's that's a very subjective uh, inner feeling actually I have. Mm -hmm. such a process and um, it's a transformation on a, on a subtle level and it's very important for alchemy to happen so the physical level is unthinkable we are all in time if we do our jobs reliable, it just physically happens, physically level happens, otherwise alcohol you cannot happen. The only there are lots of blues bands and lots of rock bands and but it's these bands are actually the only 
groups where the influence comes actually from from somewhere else, from another from another place, from another can you say realm. Mm -hmm. So if the, what you're talking about is chamber, maybe a chamber, an alchemical chamber. Yes. Yes, exactly. That. <coughs> he often says that he's an alchemist and what he wants is profit. Profit would then be change. Yeah, well, profit is, for example, what Lee what Volkman just said about um, when when he told about the meditation going far in the future, that's also profit. It's not only, I mean, he, he mm -hmm. <laughs> often he, I think, is a provocation. He, um, he does as if it would be only money profit, material profit, mm -hmm. with those bronzes and with the books. And But when he says he wants profit, it's not at all that. It's profit. So, mm -hmm. but you have to <laughs> read in between the lines. It's... Um, this work. So, profit is for the work. Mm. You know, Lee one time defined the work in the tape. We heard it in the darshan, you know, the little hall in there. He defined the work as immediate alchemical process. So, again, that word alchemy is right in the heart of his consideration about the work, even like he said. But now he sent us these bottles from this alchemist who does something else. Seemingly, I, I don't know. It's also he's also an alchemist. Well, if you if you read anything about alchemy or, or the al alchemical work, what you find is that um, weird descriptions about um, you know changing lead into gold mm -hmm. is one of the metaphors. But also being um, applying that to the human body or the human form and I've read some things about ingesting I mean eating or covering oneself in um, poisonous substances like mercury things that are um, lethal but taking them in certain conditions or under certain um, environments or doses that are produce a, 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 a reaction or an effect or a change in the person, which is an alchemical change, which is a transformational change, which means that a person is then capable of um, other possibilities. I mean, I, does anybody, have you heard about the, what's the results of transformational change? What, what, what's the goal or the purpose or anything about that? shift of context, a shift of um, state of consciousness which is way far beyond the, the state where, where we are in, usually. So it's, it's so more clarity, more insight and So, 
really what you're saying is what I'm suspecting is that we really don't know what it is. More clarity, more insight. Like I'm sure clarity and insight is not really it, but we don't even know. We can't, like you're saying, a shift of context. We can't know that context from this context. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yet we're, we're all participating in an experiment. We're actually ingesting a substance that's supposed to invite that change to occur or some kind of change like that. But we don't even know what it is. We don't know what the new context is because you can't know another context from this context because mm-hmm. this context says this is the only context there is. This context says, of course, you know, this is all there is. But then we're talking about going into a different context that we can't see or can't know from here what it is. We're only going there. Like, why? Why would you want that? What's in it for you? Like, why would you want that? Are you taking this stuff yet? No, no. <laughs> you haven't done it yet. Oh, you just no, got no, it. We just got it. Okay. I was so you still have a choice. Yeah. You could just put it on the shelf. Hmm. it on. Drink it all at once. Good digestion. Drink the whole thing down. Get this over with. Like, why would you want this? I don't really want it. That's the thing. I just hit my head and said, I get so. And I want it to be ridiculous. Well, I think it's, 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 it's the fact that we, we come to, to our limits. When we see we are coming to our limits, we are coming to our limits concerning our psychology, our, 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 our habits, our, our health. Limits of thinking, our limits of clarity, our limits of relationship, and we, we are we are coming to. I think actually the work when we engage the work, we are approaching more and more our limits, and then we think we see we get we get more clarity about seeing uh, when we see uh, we get more clarity. Um, about actually seeing and, and recognizing how we are functioning and how we and in, in, in which in which um, patterns we are we are functioning and in which and that things are repeating itself and our neuroses and, and things are repeating itself in all in all areas of our lives and and dissatisfaction. <coughs> Even, even if we would have all the money we would like to have, it wouldn't, we would just maybe be sad or even if we, you know, even if we could get the things we, we, we think we want or mm-hmm. we want and then we have them actually and, and, and we realize, oh, it, it doesn't make us, it doesn't make actually a change for us. The same things repeat itself. Anyway, it wouldn't make a change uh, uh, in our in our habits or in our relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's like we we for for myself I can say that I, I feel like in a, in a cage <laughs> and I'm 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 in my own cage and I 
I, I want to get out, I want to, to be free of that cage, but I, it's with my own I mean, tools, I, I, can't, I can't get out of that. That's, I mean, Lee was saying this recently in a talk or on a tape or something. Remember, he said, he said, you know, people are here for enlightenment. What happens if you get enlightenment and you don't like it? Because <laughs> mm. it's like you're saying you mm. went out of the cage. Well, what happens if once you get out of the cage, you don't like it? Mm. Then what? <laughs> and you don't fit back in the cage anymore. <coughs> you can't get back in the cage because you once you. Like once you shift contact out of the cage, it's just—it's too small. You can't get back in. There's a way that we're um, when we come to the school and when we make an agreement, a contract with Lee for Lee to be our teacher, and he accepts our contract. And he says, yes, I will be your teacher. That when we make that contract with him, it's an alchemical contract. And the, um, it's what we are doing is apprenticing ourselves to an alchemist. We're, 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 like we're signing the, the name to apprentice ourselves to an alchemist. And if you look at what an apprentice is, if you, if you look at how apprenticeship works in general, an apprenticeship, it has to do with, um, you, you, we don't know, it's like you're saying, we don't have any idea what the result will be. We don't, um, we do feel like we have, there's some possibility for us, there's some new, um, that the alchemist is going to provide something for us that we, we want, whatever that, and we don't even know what it is. But the thing is, in the apprenticeship agreement, the, the alchemist is licensed to do whatever they can to promote us to be an alchemist. We're apprenticing to become alchemists in, in this school at whatever level we want to engage that. That's the invitation. And so the way, the way an apprenticeship works in, in a traditional way is that the alchemist can is licensed to do whatever they can to, pr to provide for us an environment or the possibility of becoming alchemists. So, you know, the way that looks for us is, um, you know, right now, for us anyway, we're sitting here in a room in some old farmhouse in the middle of France, and there's only one person who's French here. The rest of us are foreigners. And you're French too? Yeah. I thought you were half and half. Just a half French. All right. Half French. We have one and a half French people here. And the rest of us are so far from being French that it counteracts all of that. Um, but so the question is okay, what, like, the, the alchemist is licensed to provide us with um, ex what conditions or experiences that promote the possibility of us becoming alchemists, and that has to do in part with dealing with conditions that were not um, made by us, or controlled by us, or um, that we even like, or that we, um, like I, a part of the letter that I didn't read from Folker from India uh, during the celebration was just, he starts off going, 
you know, I've come to realize I just don't like being in India. I don't like India, and I don't like Indian people, and I don't like the Indian culture. I don't even like Indian food anymore because I don't, I just don't like India at all. And yet, at the same time, it's a hundred percent clear to him that his work in India serving Lee. It's part of, it's the chamber that Lee put him in that establishes this relationship of apprentice to master that functions for um, both Folker and Lee, both the apprentice and the alchemist. So it's a working relationship they have going. And Lee gives him instructions. He sends these little faxes. Fax comes over, and Folker's got to get in some train and drive, you know, in a train for eight hours or two days up to Bombay and go do some deals with some bronze people and pack them up and, you know, spend all kinds of, like, 10,000 rupees in bribes to try to get these boxes mailed and resulting in only half of them being mailed. So failing at half of the job, even though he spent all this money trying to get through all the bribes and everything, and him, like, being disgusted at people's, like, irresponsibility and, what's it called when people take bribes? You know what I mean by bribe? Ah, uh, yes. Bakshish. Mm -hmm. When you have to pay bakshish at the post office just to get things mailed. He goes from desk to desk to desk paying like, like bakshish to everybody at the post office, which is supposed to be the place where you mail something, you know? And it, and, but what's it called? It's like more than irresponsibility. It's corruption. Like, yeah, corruption. It's corruption. Yeah. it's corruption. A totally corrupt environment. And he's supposed to be following instructions from his master and he fails because he, he because of the corruption like he's trying to build stuff on the ashram there and you know he makes, <coughs> makes plans and agreements with the workers to come to the ashram do this kind of work and time after time they don't come or fail to do the work and they have these amazing excuses and they're very they're what do you call superstitious they're um they have these belief systems and they're very bigoted, you know, they won't work with this kind of a person or, you know, they have these fights going on between them and one company and another company and the competition and he doesn't know anything about this because he's not Indian and yet he's at the effect of it in terms of trying to create results for his teacher. And so here we are in France and the thing is the same. It's really the same for us. So we're here in this environment where uh, we're like all of our, all of our um, reactive buttons are getting pushed day after day after day. It's like um, even more subtle buttons than we can even we even know that we have. Like the, the. Um, do, do you know what I mean by buttons? Like we, have a button is an emotional reaction mm -hmm. from the, like the past or something that's that is. It's a mechanism, it's a mechanical thing that's in the way of our being available to alchemy or alchemical uh, transformation right now. It's affecting us right now, this moment, that button. Our buttons are in the way right now, and the only way to go through it is to go, go through this alchemical process where the button is transformed. The button doesn't go away, like our ego doesn't go away. The button is there. It's impregnated into our whole system but our relationship to that button can change but it's a, a process essentially that feels as far as I can tell like death so 
if we look at our psychology or our ego or our box, it's dedicated to staying in control, keeping things the same, and keeping it secure for itself because that's how we know we can survive. Well, to have any change in that structure feels like it's getting out of control to, and we're risking death. So when our, whenever something happens that's out of our ego's manipulative control to keep us safe and secure in our environment and have things be the same, whenever it's any kind of change comes in, it's like death. Well, here's this alchemical substance that we're eating that is, in, that is supposed to invite alchemical, the possibility of alchemical change into us. And what I'm saying is that's going to feel like death to us to our psychology and to our <coughs> defense mechanisms and to our you know, sense of who we are as something that we know, that's going to feel like death. And yet we're all sitting here happily you know, putting five drops of this stuff on your tongue you know, on an empty stomach and going, oh good, oh, this, is, this is elixir door. Man, this is cool stuff. Man, I'm going to like change into gold. I don't know. This is going to be fun. This is going to be really exciting, and yet, this is a, we're talking about alchemy. We're talking about r the real thing. This is not like fool around, um, talk about it, think about it, and uh, fantasize about it stuff anymore. This is like, we are the laboratory. You, we are it. Like, like you're, we're, we're actually doing it to ourselves. Nobody's putting those drops on your tongue, except you. Nobody... Either it happens or it doesn't happen. If it happens, you did it. So if you're doing the experiment on yourself, so I'm just trying to like go, okay, folks, what are we doing? And what's it for? And how can we actually help that thing to occur that we're wanting to occur, whatever it is, or not wanting to occur, whatever that is, you know? Okay, your turn. Comments or considerations or questions about this whole thing? When he talks about the, the body of the Sangha, it's you know, the French, uh, French Sangha, German, the, the whole Sangha, the Americans. And so now it's. When I, when I heard about this, this uh, stuff and this alchemist in India, it's, I think he's totally, he must be totally in line with me. Even if it comes from another school, from another, doesn't matter. It's we we, we found him and and uh, for Lee there's for sure so necessity now for the whole sangha, for the whole sangha body, for, for the whole school to to start with that or well or to continue with that. <laughs> it's did you hear about, I mean, I think I mentioned this in a talk, but the, the way I heard that the meeting went was Lee heard about the alchemist and followed his instructions or intuition and contacted the alchemist and said, can we have a meeting through somebody, you know, he had Volker call or something like that. And the alchemist was very hesitant to have the meeting. He pretty much didn't want to do it. But Lee insisted or you know, just for a few minutes, or give us, you know, give us, we just want to meet you. And so the guy finally said, all right. 
so as soon as Lee got there, I